Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the usual host with the most. I don't have any toast, so I've just been seeing ghosts like I'm saying, Darnold. What's good, everybody? It's your man, Jamal Brown, coming from the one and only D1 in the University Podcast. I know you're tired of hearing me talk already, so I'm going to throw it to one of my boys, Coop. Hey, what's up? It's your boy, B. Coop, Brandon Cooper, Pennywise, uh, 007, all that. Reed. What's up, guys? I'm Reed. Just happy to be here. Once again. <laughs> Ken. Yo, what's up, man? Turk. What's up, y'all? This is your boy Turk. I'm just happy to be back, man. So, as usual, they're happy to just be here. I'm happy to have them. They're my brothers. They're my boys. And, yeah, so we're ready to give y'all another interesting show. We're going to ask Coop not to wild out again, hopefully. Yeah, I'm get, I'm picking on Coop today. When, when, when did I wild out? When have you not wild out? Bro, that's not the. Last week you was chill, bro. Last week. See, this is this is a problem, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. He did a little too much with the Fat Boy season. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was the whole. He asked me to. Bro. <laughs> Whoa, Jamal. And th- this is the problem with the stereotypes because people don't really know me, and like all his people from UNT, <laughs> I'll probably just think I'm just a terrible person <laughs> because of him. Yeah, honestly, this is all entertainment. Like this is. Hey, look, I'm here to inform the people. I don't think y'all But we know. will beat y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we do not promote violence. But since, since, since we're done with Coot right Ryan now. Ryan Reed does. Ryan Reed does. Ryan Reed definitely does. So we're going to talk to our... Rip, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're tired of hearing us babble, so let's get started. So, y'all, it's been an interesting week and a half or so in, in football news. Nothing more interesting than Miles Garrett trying to get somebody brain damaged. Shout out to Arlington Martin. Bro, that was the craziest thing I think we've ever seen. Bro, I have never seen someone deliberately try to kill somebody. Straight up, like on a football field in, in particular. Like we, you know, Coop, Jamal, you play football. And like, yeah. You've never seen anybody get that. No. That's a conscious decision. Bro, 15 <laughs> seconds left in the game, though. Like, like let's think about this now. You won the game. Already like you, you definitely already won. There's no chance of them okay, coming okay. back. Okay, let's 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 try to go through the timeline of what happened. So, <laughs> the ball Mason, so Mason Rudolph had got sacked the previous two times, right? <laughs> By so the way, at this same time, you are definitely like the leader to win defensive player of the year. Like you definitely about to get mad money. I don't think he was forward. leading the league in sacks at that was, point, he was, but he, he was, was definitely top five. Yeah. He was leading, but at that point, he was a lot of people's favorites to be. Well, because he had more, he has more tackles for loss than uh, than than the leading sack guy. Okay, so it's one of those like his impact on the field yeah. is like pretty amazing. And regardless of how he stands at the league, he is probably the best player on that team. No question. What do you mean, probably? It, it, it's not even close, bro. At this point in time, yeah. All right, so so let's let's go over the timeline. So it was a screenplay. Miles Garrett. Evidently did not see the ball thrown. He had hit Mason Rudolph. Now, he, and he was the unblocked man. It was a little excessive. It was a little excessive, and they went down. It was a little excessive to be an unblocked man. Now, once they went down, I saw Mason Rudolph try to take this man's helmet off. That's what I saw. Yeah. Now, do my eyes deceive me? Rudolph, <laughs> Rudolph 100% started it. That is the truth. But let's face it. If it had just been what Rudolph had done, there probably wouldn't even be a suspension. Of Maybe cor- Rudolph gets one, one game. Of course not. But you, you can chalk that up to one, quarterback privilege, and two, look at Miles Garrett, look at Mason Rudolph. If you saw Mason Rudolph on the street, you would not think he's a pro athlete. You would just think, oh, that guy kind of tall. Yeah, I would have I thought he played football in high school or something. Exactly. Because what, what is Mason Rudolph? He's about 6'3". No, nah, he's about 6'5", bro. He, all right. So he he's a, at 6'5". So he's a really tall dude. So give or take an inch. He, he might be. Okay. Then. All right. All right. All right. All right, all right. That, that works too. But if you saw him, you would not think, oh, this guy definitely plays pro football. Now you look at Miles Garrett. It's only one thing he can possibly do. Nah, looking, at, he, <laughs> looking at Miles Garrett. He, he, Actually took a man's a man's hel- no, and he, he took used it t- as a weapon on an individual. But he was getting jumped, bro. Bro, after that, <laughs> you <laughs> deserve <laughs> to get jumped. 
Hey, if a dude tried to take off my helmet and then tried to hit me in the nuts twice, I don't know what I would do, bro. Bro, the thing is, all this could have been avoided if he just took off his helmet and punched him. I'd be okay with that. You know you would have did that. You know that would have been the most. Oh yeah, I would have. It would have been a straight right. No one, <laughs> no one in their right mind. <laughs> no one in their right mind is taking someone's helmet off and beating them. This is not blitz the but league. But this is why you don't play with grown people. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't play like that. He's a little white boy who thought he was running stuff. Everything was cool. You don't play with people. You don't play with people. You do. these dudes are hopped up on testosterone. It is an NFL game. I don't know what's going through these guys' minds. Hey, come on, Coop. Reed is white, man. Why you got white? Yeah, hey, I take offense. No, no, no. Reed, 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 Reed. But you know better than to walk up to a man 6'5", 275, 2% body fat. You know what? What we need to do, we can take race out of this, and we can just put size into this. If someone has 60 pounds on you, let it go. If he has 60 pounds on you, he's just as athletic as you. More. He runs a 4'5". Let it go. That's not a battle you're gonna win. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I agree with you. Like, like the smart thing to do would be to let it go. But if it hadn't gone down the way it had gone down, everyone would be like, "All right, Mason Rudolph, the little guy, getting in there, getting dirty, doing his thing." Maybe not because he's a quarterback, but I, I will say the result of the of what happened is a big reason why it's a big deal. Look, we're we're not here to say. Mason Rudolph was not in the wrong. And we're not here to say Miles Garrett was both, not in the wrong. Both players were in the wrong. But there's there's levels to this. Grown there, men. There's levels to... The a, NFL is grown men. There's levels to being annoying <laughs> and bothering you on the field to damn near committing murder. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for a player who three weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, literally got knocked unconscious. Bruh. That was Earl Thomas knocked him unconscious. Yeah. And Earl Thomas is all a 5'9". He can hit though. He can. Let's not sit here and play. We're now, not saying you know. that, but there is no amount of force that man can generate that is more than the amount of force that Miles Garrett is generating. Okay, that's facts. In two weeks, when they play again, that game is going to be awkward. Look, if I'm Mason Rudolph, I'm calling in sick that day. I got mono. But the thing about it, wow. Knock on wood, but yeah, I already threw the Sam Darnold insults out earlier. The thing the about the next game is everybody's playing except Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like he's literally the only one not out there. Who got? There's someone who got a three game suspension. Who was it? Um, I think Pouncey. They, Pouncey kicked his head though. That was hilarious. But we've that. seen that before though. <laughs> yeah. We've seen that a million times in the pile. We've never seen anyone pick up. could actually get that like brought down to only two games. He could get you that right. And you know what? It's not Pouncey's fault because no matter what the situation is, if you're an old lineman and your quarterback is about to die, it's your job to protect him. One way or the other, whether he millions of dollars to do one job, <laughs> whether he's whether he's right or wrong, whether you're right or wrong, it is your job. If I'll, I'll say this: the one person who I will actually give credit in this whole situation, the only person I feel like did the right thing, is Baker Mayfield. The post game interview, Baker Mayfield did not make any excuses for for Miles Garrett. Didn't make anything like, oh, you know, Mason. He just said that that was not what he should have done. He's hurting his team and. You know, I'm not a Baker Mayfield fan. Everyone here can see that I'm wearing an OSU Cowboys hat, so I really don't like Baker Mayfield. But I feel like he handled the situation really well. I, I, I agree with the thing. I when, when it's time for somebody else to take accountability for their actions, Baker Mayfield says something. But when it's time for him to step up to the plate, it is every excuse you have ever heard in your life. It makes you look kind of bad whenever a couple of weeks ago you was like, you don't know nothing about football when it was somebody questioning him on. Why he, why he's the league leader in interceptions? Hey, look, you don't know anything. Look, maybe we have an intelligent answer for Miles Garrett. But that is, that is why the Browns are the Browns. This is why they're. They haven't been good since Jim Brown played for them. And they were sorry. Bernie Kosar, man, you just gonna forget the 80s, man. They got John Elway, man. A lot of people got that. Like, that happens. Dude, that's... Browns, I'd say this. Ken, before you try to give the Browns credit, how many quarterbacks have they been through this decade? Now, hey, you talking about this decade? You said since Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's a, la- it's a laundry list. Just last year, they went through like three quarterbacks. 
Like they, they like I don't disagree with you that the Browns have been bad since they've been reinstated in the NFL in 1999. But like, nah. that's just an all-around terrible that's organization just, from top to bottom. Even Paul Brown is like, bro, really, bro? Because they're <laughs> finna. They're they told Freddie Kitchens, we're going to fire you at the end of the year. Why don't they just fire him right now? Like you, your season's done. I'm not going to keep coming into work if I know I'm not going to get paid after, like, another yes, month. Dang, murdered somebody so, on the field. Look, here, here's, here's the problem with y'all's thinking right now. It's logical. It didn't make sense. <laughs> this is the NFL. What, <laughs> what moves have the NFL done lately that makes sense? And what move have the Browns done that makes sense? None. They've been a lot of good moves. They got a great defense. Like if you really think about it, the only thing that they've done wrong right now is the Freddie Kitchens and, and their, possibly the Baker Mayfield. And their lack of offensive line. I say the Odell Beckham trade too was along that line. I don't think so. Hey, the, that Odell that's, Beckham was exactly what they needed. I think that was a fair trade. It's just Baker Mayfield hasn't taken advantage of OBJ. Look, and we he that, has the most interceptions in This the is an OBJ. argument for another day. We can have that. We gotta move on to something. Almost as controversial as Miles Garrett trying to kill somebody. Cap, Colin Kaepernick's been through some things in the last few years, and facts, he went facts. through some things this Saturday. Now, facts. I'm going to come out first and foremost and say, so anyone can quote me if you want. Don't be Stephen A, bro. I'm here to say it was a publicity stunt from the get-go. He had a tryout on a Saturday, which no NFL team has, because obviously it's the day before a real game. It was a publicity stunt from the get from the get go, and the NFL wanted their criteria, which Cap should have known they weren't gonna follow his criteria. We knew that, and from I did hear a point from I don't remember who it was from, but it was a very valid point. He said he was afraid of the NFL's media uh, rule saying they would incorrectly or unfairly crop some of his worst throws against his best throws. Which is understandable going against what he's been through with the NFL. But my thing is, you moved the workout to a high school in such short notice, why couldn't you have just done it again? You could have just had a whole nother workout, probably on a more viable day for a workout, and then sent your own film out. Then you would have had two sources, and then the teams could have definitely looked at the two and said, okay, is this wrong? Is this fabricated? Is this not what we actually have to feel? But that's just me personally. I don't feel like Cap is going to get back to the league. That does not mean I don't think he's talented. He's definitely good enough to be somebody's backup. And he's probably better than roughly five starters right now. But that's just my personal take. Coop, how you feel? Um, so, number one, shout out to Colin Kaepernick, man. Man stood up for black people and injustice against black people in prime time. So, shout out to Cap. Uh, and the league did, black, did blackball him. Uh, I'd say, yeah, he's better than a good Six, seven starting QBs in the league. Um, what, I, what I mainly want to focus on is more so how I knew the NFL was going to pull a trick bag on him and try to make him sign that waiver. And the thing, the waiver, he was using tricky language to where it could have been used against him later on. So I see why he moved the workout. Um, but the whole thing with the workout, um, I don't know how that was handled. It could have been handled a little bit better. Um, but I understand both sides of the coin as to why he did it and why the NFL did what they did. I mean, Cap, and but I do think it was good it, it live broadcast the workout on TV. So I'm on YouTube so everybody can see everything that's going on. Um, I hope Cap gets a job. Um, what would be a good situation is he goes to a team that's rebuilding for like a year. Um, that they need just a quarterback just to fill that slot for a good year, and that way he could test everything out. Like if he went to a went to the Bucks or the, to the Titans, he could really showcase his skills where he has some weapons there and does what he does. Um, I just want him to get another shot, and then from then on, then we could you know tell the tale about what was going on if he was really working on his game. Um, but yeah, on both sides, uh, could have done could have been better. But uh, in the end, he, in the end, both sides got what they needed. But I just hope at this point, uh, Colin Kaepernick just gets a fair shot, man. Now it's up in the air. Reed, how you feeling? I do agree that it was a publicity stunt from Colin Kaepernick, but I also agree with the fact that it was a publicity stunt from the NFL teams. 
Like anyone who sent a scout, like scout there, let's face it, majority of those guys probably weren't looking for a quarterback. But they did want some goodwill amongst the people. They just wanted people to say, oh, yeah, they had someone at the, the Colin Kaepernick uh, like workout. So Which any sports organization is guilty of. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I, I don't think publicity stunts are necessarily a bad thing. I, like having goodwill towards the – I mean, look at the Astros. Hate to jump sports, but – I would love to see some publicity stunts from them right now. Reed is a huge Astros fan, and I'm not going to bring up what happened because he might try to fight me after. You ain't cheating. You ain't trying. Wise words from a wise man. Kenton. Uh, I don't really got nothing to really say on the whole cap thing. The big, big honest outside of everybody just seemed like they got what they wanted from it. Like, the NFL got the publicity that made them look better. I know it made Right now, I may not seem that bad, but it's going to look better for them in the end. Cap got his publicity in a way that, like, hey, I'm still the one player fighting against the man. He keeps his, like, people's image. And the Players Association wins in the fact that, like, a player stood their ground. True. Turk? No comment. How are you just... Are you just going to not give a comment, Turk? I mean, I really don't think much. I think... I mean, I think all y'all hit on the nail, so... I wouldn't have much to say about it. You're right. Um, so, Coop brought up some pretty valid points of what situations he think would fit. I think uh, Carolina would be a good fit for him since they're kind of used to having a mobile quarterback. Um, Seattle would be a good fit. He, it's a good backup to have. Because one of the things I've learned from the, my past few years of football experience, if your backup is a similar style to your actual starter, you don't have to change up your offense as much which is think about situations like uh, Baltimore. Obviously, RG3 is not as talented as Lamar Jackson, but they are both great athletes. They both can run. And when you're a mostly running offense, you only got to be a game manager anyway. You don't have to do that much. Just don't turn the ball over and get first downs on third down. So I think a certain situation like that, Coop brought up Tennessee, we don't know how, how Tennessee is going to handle their situation. We know Mariota is out, but Tannehill hasn't looked bad, and he's not old, so maybe they'll try to go forward with him. Y'all got any thoughts on that? I mean, I feel like that's a good QB competition, though, Tannehill and, uh, and Kaepernick and Kemp. Why, why would you, though, like, from a business standpoint, why would you have a 32-year-old quarterback come in when you can just get some free agent who's like 21, 22, he but can turn around and be the next grade. That depends, though, who's the free agent crop. It's really only Cam Newton it's and it's Teddy already, Bridgewater. It's already going to be a guessing game if you talk about somebody young. Like, you already know there's a lot of undrafted free agents that, like, you could just be like, hey, let's see if this guy works out. If he doesn't, screw it. We just draft the top five draft picks. I mean, you can say that about any situation in the NFL. We just talked about NFL doing stuff that doesn't make sense. And two, if it's a guessing game, it's not like you are you have to give Cap a max deal. If Cap does sign a deal with anyone, it'll be for two years max. And that one-year deal will be, what is a one-year QB deal going for? One one year, 2.4 mil, 2.5 mil? A lot more than 7,500K. Yeah. It'll probably be like uh, probably like uh, one year. I mean, if Josh McCowan back up makes $10 million a year. Exactly. Man. That's you. We, that's we talking. Hold on. That's Josh McCowan who's been in the league for X amount of years. Cap hasn't played, a, hasn't even been in a facility in three but years. But if you're going to say he's competent enough to be a backup or a starter, he's going to get paid at least 4 to $5 million. Like That is the going rate of I would say that um, without his stipulations, but – you got to pay the cost for what co- against the uh, media circus that Cap might bring with him. I feel like I almost think the opposite. I almost feel like if you get Cap on your team, you might even get that, – that, that might help your franchise a lot. Like, just to be very honest, like, that's just going to help you in a whole new demographic crowd that yeah. really does not like the NFL. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's just a great business move from that standpoint. But on the other hand, it's like I don't know if I really want to pay somebody 4 to $5 million. 
who hasn't played who hasn't in like not even played like a lot of backup quarterbacks haven't played in a decent amount of time but haven't taken reps in practice hasn't even played scout team who knows if he's even good for a locker room at this point like, really he hasn't been in a locker room for three years and this is just my take this is what i thought about it i always wondered cap's been he said he's been working out and stayed ready the last three years right why hasn't he gone to canada balled out there or played there because if you ball out in that league, then the NFL has no choice but to say, all right, at least we know he can still play. And we know teams mm. are willing to overlook a lot of things if you can ball. I'd, I'd say for Canadian League, if I'm a quarterback who once went to a Super Bowl, I'm not playing in the CFL. Would you you want to stay in the CFL or you want to stay at home? I'm, Don't talk to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not playing in the CFL. <laughs> but you also got to think about it like this. Nike gave him a contract specifically for fighting against the NFL. Yeah, so he was getting buku so, money. Like, why would he – that's a cop-out move. Like, Nike could very easily just take away that contract because that's the reason why we gave you the contract. It's but like, is Nike going to take him away from still being a pro athlete, from still playing ball? And no. who And who says when you go to Canada, you have to go to the NFL? There's a few guys who have gone to Canadian League and liked it and stayed. Jamal, Jamal. But here's the thing. Nike doesn't sponsor Canadian ball. So you don't know what the stipulations of that contract is. You don't. And that's and I'm, Jamal, if you're a Super Bowl winning quarterback, it's not like Warren Moon who got like outcasted from the jump and then had to go to Canadian League. Super Bowl playing quarterback, not winning. Super Bowl playing quarterback I do I understand But Warren Moon Like had to Cause the NFL From the jump Really wasn't messing With Look, black quarterback I'd rather Just as an athlete As a competitor I'd rather play In the league Than sit at home Make that money yo. Cap is not gonna be Signing on anywhere To be a backup quarterback Hot take No He will not do that So you're saying Starter or nothing 100% That's how it's yeah. always been I'd say, cool. I'd say sign up if if I could compete for the starting job. Yes. So you're not you're not exactly saying starter or nothing, but you're saying I need to at least be given the competition opportunity. Yeah, you gotta have the competition. I'll never tell somebody. This might that, be so. a Dwight Howard situation where it's like it I, might just take him a while to get humbled, man, and for them for it to be like he doesn't really want to be. You know, he realizes he's not a starter anymore. Like. Okay, so so you're not taking the starter or nothing. Yeah, I'm not taking the starter or nothing approach, but I'm just saying that like if he, I could see that being the reason why. Okay. He hasn't been able to get back into the NFL if he has that criteria. Turk, would you say starter or nothing? As long as he gets an opportunity, I say oh. that like Coop said. As long as he's in competition. Okay, I'm not so gonna say starter or nothing. So I'm I'm gonna say Reed, you you got the hot take in the room. I got the hot take, and I and I I can take that. I also. I'm not 100% sure how much Callan Kaepernick really wants to be in the NFL at this point. You And you abs- you have every right to believe that. I, I kind of believe, too, that kind of what brought up my Canada situation thing. But, A, everyone's entitled to their own thing. We're, we're not all Stephen A here. We're not all Max Kellerman here. Everyone's got to have their different little details. But I will speak on something that is slightly closer to Canada. South Dakota. South Dakota. Have y'all seen these ads on Twitter with South Dakota trying to attack their methamphetamine problem? Oh, Lord. Oh, baby Jesus. Why? Because it was that, that, that white dude was in a farm and he had the pictures. Oh, those are like, I'm meth or something. I'm on oh, meth. I'm on that. meth. Saying, yeah, I'm on that. meth. What's that about? Like, uh, so, Reed, so, that's some white people's. Oh, like, yeah, like no, that's some white people. That's some Oklahoma stuff right there for sure. Right. <laughs> it is just, they're trying to attack. I mean, Turk, to answer your question, they have a huge meth problem in South Dakota. Okay. Um, not just meth, but all forms of methamphetamines. Okay. They're having a huge problem. And this is a government paid for, well, a state government paid for ad campaign. Well, to shit. end it, is, but 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 you but you know what you know what's you know what's crazy, you know what's crazy is they're doing ads for meth in these white towns, and no ads have been done for all these black women getting kidnapped. Just throwing that out there, I really feel like that says a lot about America. Hot take and the leadership of. The- 
the wicked leadership in this country. Uh, <laughs> that just goes to show you how it's how it's crazy. You could have a poster with your face on it saying you do an illegal drug, and it be sponsored by the government. But there is videos of black women getting straight kidnapped, son, and missing, and nothing's being done. Just throwing that out there. But this is a hilarious campaign, though. Yeah, that is a big deal, though, because I have seen a lot of stuff about, you know, like, black women getting kidnapped. And that is crazy to think in that aspect that the government's willing to put money into that particular ad campaign. Though I do understand, because that is also an issue, as acephetamines are like a real big deal. Especially in rural communities like Especially there are. Like, I know you don't I know you don't know exactly but Reed knows exactly what I'm talking about. Like in Stillwater, man, that is a problem. Like that is unbelievable if, issue. I do agree with you though, Coop. Not not disagreeing on that, just saying that like, man. Well I North I'm Dakota, that, I mean South Dakota, that's that's kind of the number one issue, man. I've learned <laughs> and I've learned a easy way to tell what kind of uh, drug problems a community has, go to their local Walgreens, go to their local CVS, see what kind of home drug test they have. If the, did you know there's a home cocaine test? Wow, I think you would uh, know. People in the world use cocaine since like that, like bro. I, I know I, if you that, were that on coke, <laughs> <laughs> bro. It's just I maybe I'm just naive and I didn't think that was a drug that just people use every day enough to have a home test for it but there is a home cocaine test bro have you not seen any of the movies that yeah. are set in the 80s or before yeah cocaine <laughs> cocaine is a rich person's drug man i was like that's gonna be the devil like so think about it. so crack is pretty much crack is pretty much the poor version the poor man yes I, of cocaine. I i understand what crack cocaine is you can make that in your kitchen Cocaine, that's some Scarface type stuff. Yes. Because you can stretch crack a, out into multiple things. Well, you got straight cocaine. You got money. Put a brick on the table. <laughs> you got money. Like, this people are out, they out here. money, but you got money. They out here selling 12 bricks. Bro, it's about like 20 to 24 they, they back in bro. The day, <laughs> like, yeah. the that is buku money. I meant Jamal Lay, boy. Right? I was like, that's not a surprise. I was not ready for a home cocaine test. That's not what I was ready for when I walked into Walgreens to get some cough drops. Yeah, bro. let me make sure my body's cleansed of cocaine before I take this drug test. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The CEO is doing that. Like, the CEO is like, the CEO of whatever company that you is that is sponsoring that drug test is like, um, I do a lot of cocaine. When you're the CEO, who cares what you're taking? Because who's going to test you and who's going to fire you? The board? You hired the board. Uh, it don't matter if they own more than 50% of the shares. But if, <laughs> if you do sign on to abide by the corporate bylaws, which you don't have to because you are the corporation. I'm just but saying. But if you do that, yes, you're subject. And that's a lot of times how they overthrow these companies. The thing is, you are legally correct. But does it? Is it socially going to happen? Like... I'm, I'm not throwing any names out there, but um, there there are some there are some CEOs of some major companies just throwing you know Apple, Microsoft, or whatever. I'm pretty sure those CEOs have done something, some kind of substance. Those board members have probably been their friends since day one. Uh, They're not gonna dethrone them, especially if it keeps their pockets fat. That's a terrible image for your company. I mean, that's not necessarily true. I mean. That's how all like dethronings happen. Is it's a hostile takeover. E2 they, Brutus. Right? Yeah. It's like your best friend is doing that number. Yeah. We, you, you really gonna throw some Julius Caesar? We did talk about musical theater. That's right. We did. So we're gonna throw some Julius I mean, Caesar out there. That's facts, man. For, for none of y'all who have ever seen the play or read the play Julius Caesar. Cold blooded. My man. Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My man Brutus had the most OG moment of all time. After they killed his man Caesar. He looked every single one of them in the eye, shook their hands, which is symbolically saying, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, and I'm going to kill you in their eyes. That is some gangster stuff right there. There's nothing Scarface could have done <laughs> that compared to that. Hey, and he threw a chainsaw at somebody. Hey, Manolo. Say hello to my little <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Manolo was crooked from the jump. 
throwing that out there. And just so everyone's listening, we're not advocating to be like Scarface. For everyone who wants to be like Scarface, you obviously didn't see the end of the movie. Just see how he yeah. handles business. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. We don't want you to be like Scarface because we've seen the movie. Yeah, that lifestyle never ends healthy. He took all. about what? He took about a thousand of them things. <laughs> bro, it was. <laughs> bro, they just kept going. Bro, they didn't reload. Like it was a game of Call of Duty. They didn't empty the clip. They emptied the clip. Put a new one in. Bro, they, had the, they had the Tommy. Bro, they had the frisbee clip on that thing. Bro. I don't man. advocate that lifestyle, but that lifestyle is not about the destination. It's about the journey, man. Yeah, that's a journey. I agree, and that's why the middle part of the movie was so happy, and the ending was not. Oh so, yeah, that's how that lifestyle ends, man. Hey, man that's say no. Weird. Say no to drugs, kids. Say no to drugs. Dakota says. <laughs> Bro, and it's real bad in like like Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Oklahoma. Like I think Tulsa is like the meth capital of the United all, States, and yeah. all of those are big rural areas. And that this whole campaign hurt me because I majored in advertisement. And why was there no there was no copy editor to go over these ads and tell the ad agency do this again? This was not a it good idea. It was multiple people in a boardroom like, yeah, there this was is at, it. There was at least five. There's this a, is how we stop meth. This is how we stop meth. There's at least two creative directors and one copy editor they who... Showed, they showed the governing body like a good four or five examples and asked what the governing body of South Dakota decided. And there was a... And you know, for every ad, there's a pitch meeting. who was on this board? There was a whole pitch meeting of this and they let it slide. They let this happen. South Dakota. We can dig that. We can dig that. That's Everyone who, who was a part of that pitch meeting needs to be fired. Because normally, if it's like a meth or something like that, you know, it's like a before and after pick of them, like on meth, and it's telling you not to do it. Right, that, but I mean, that old man, he looked very happy he was on meth. <laughs> and, like, and, uh, and everyone else was like younger teenage kids. Why are there teenagers talking about? I'm on that. That's the funniest thing in the world. Kirk laughs at others' pain. If y'all didn't realize, bro. So, since we're just we just gonna keep getting controversial. We're gonna get keep getting more and more controversial today because apparently that's the show that I came up with today. Don't ask me how or why. So the next thing we're gonna talk about is everyone's favorite rapper. Did y'all know Kanye went to Joe Olstein's church this weekend? Oh Lord. He went to the, the Hustlers Church? He he did go to the Hustlers Church okay. in Houston. The one that said uh, his church was flooded out and the said, newscast went there it and said, it was nah. dry in the parking lot? They said, nah, fam. You can't come in. I'm going to steal a joke I saw on the internet. Joel Steen let Kanye faster than he let hurricane victims in. I like it. Damn. Damn, Damn bro. It hurts. I'm not, I'm, I told this to read like a couple of days ago. Like, real, real mess, man. Like Kanye is planning... His eventual presidential campaign with this. Watch. Because it's going to be a whole like six to eight years of him doing this. To build up. It's all community relations and the credibility, and bro. going to look at him. He's going to be like 53, 54. And some generation is going to look at that and be like, hmm. That's reasonable. <laughs> so did, would y'all say that what Kanye is doing is genuine? No. It's planned genuine. It's, it's, it's planned. He's getting the white vote. Exactly. Facts. I mean, I mean, so here's my thing: Is plan genuine still not genuine? Well, here's the thing: It's just like the dichotomy of rich people donating to charities just for tax write-offs, or are they really trying to help these people? Bro, that is psychopathic behavior. If you actually are doing something that is genuine but planned for a future plan, like you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's you being nice to, to another person and then being like, I am going to kill you one day. Like, straight up. That's some brutal. Fatal attraction. Water. Kill you. That That's a little overboard for Kanye. Well, I'm just saying that, like, in the sense of, like, it's e- it's evil genius level. Exactly. That's what it is. Like, but, but, like, yes. Doing something that is, like, because when you, when you look at it, he's gaining the white vote. But in order to get the just enough black people to vote, all you gotta do is really just drop an album. For one, I don't, I don't think Kanye's gonna run anyway. But I don't think Kanye would have a problem with the black vote. I didn't think Kanye was gonna get this bad. Anything is possible with him. Well, but you like, and also I would say like, he lost a lot of the black vote. Like you need to think about some of the last couple of years. Kanye. I'm not saying he had he hasn't, but Kanye 
has a Beyonce-ish following. No, no following is ever to that level. But Kanye, like, Kanye has diehard diehards who say he can do no wrong. Yeah, but that's about the same. Boop, boop. Like Tyler Crane, yeah, it, it's definitely not the same. But here's the thing: we've never, way more than we've never seen Beyonce yeah, yeah. do a full 180 and change her personality, though. Yeah. Like Kanye is a different Tyler. person. Hold on, hold on. I'm not gonna call this a complete 180. I would call this refinding. You went from George Bush hates black people to taking pictures hold with on, Donald Trump. Hold on, that okay. is a 180, bro. And I like I like the way you pointed that out when he said George Bush didn't like black people because that was when Katrina happened. Katrina happened in 04. Are we forgetting Kanye has been upfront about his spirituality from the get-go. It was his one of his first biggest songs, Not Jesus Walks. It's a hustle. It's a, that's who he's been. He's never shied away to say, I love God. I'm from God. But now, people use the church game as a hustle. People use everything as a hustle. That doesn't mean it's not good. The Pope makes money. Your local pastor makes money. T.D. Jakes is a millionaire. Now, there are... Cro- don't there are, give me stuff. There are crooked... Pa- don't do it. See, see, now, this is what I'm going to say. You can say you love God, but if your actions show something else... I don't know Why about that. Why would you have that? to videotape every exactly. last session that you do? Why would you have exactly. to make it so public every exactly. last gospel action? Everything he's done for the last 15 years has been public. No, it hasn't. We didn't know a lot about Ye- doing Kanye doing Yeezus or St. Pablo. Like, that was all like, oh, wow, he released the fashion line. Oh, we wow. Knew. But, but here's, here's, about here's the thing. We're he popped about. up to Howard's homecoming. And even people at Howard were like, what is he doing here performing Christian songs like, during a homecoming out of nowhere? What message are they trying to convey? Because he's, now, I'm not here to say that Kanye not a little throwed off in the head. He's been like that since his mom died. Kardashian effect. There's a difference between you being seeked of attention and then you doing actions that clearly will give you attention. Like that is the opposite of what Kanye is right now. Kanye used to just do things that were like, okay, yeah. That's a lot of attention, but now the stuff he's been doing is like, I mean, I feel like you're doing this to get attention. But I feel like ever since the whole slavery is a choice thing, he's been really trying to self-correct after that. Oh, who God. who wouldn't try to self-correct after that? But I'm here. I'm here to. I'm here to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm here to say, if your message is good, and you're just trying to help people, because look, all details aside. He's preaching the word. He's, he himself has said, I'm not a perfect human being. I'm trying to better myself. He's trying to help other people better themselves through the word. I have nothing against that. As of now, can't tell if anything is wrong with it. As time goes by, we'll see if he's really pushing some kind of agenda or not. But as of now, at this moment, I can't say there's anything wrong with it. Is your local pastor going into a prison to give them a concert? They're not Kanye. They're not, they're not, they're not, not an artist. Like, yeah. Any artist can do that. They any are, artist can. They also aren't going to Joel Osteen either. Is your local <laughs> pastor pulling up in Bentleys with multiple police escorts? A few of them, yeah. Exactly. You, you know what my biggest issue with, with the, the album he dropped was it was just a little too on the nose for me. Like Jesus is king? I mean... Like, don't get me wrong. I get that you want to be a gospel. Like, but you're Kanye. I feel like I kind of wanted some... You know, revolutionary stuff like, and and I'm with you when it when he announced it. I was thinking, all right, I'm gonna get some ultra light beam type feel. That's what I thought too, and that's and that's what I expected. And when we did the review, I only gave the album a seven. I think I gave it a six and a half or a seven and a half out of ten. Like it was a decent album because there's no such thing as a Kanye album that's not going to instrumentally sound pretty. Yeah. He he just he's been that way his whole life. He has a great ear. As for when you put the sounds and the lyrics and the concept together, just wasn't the best way to go about it. Just didn't work out the way. I wanted to hear Ultra Light Beam Part 2. Not going to lie to you, I did. Yeah, I did, but I was surprised by what the album was. Like, you know, Facts. He made it pretty obvious he was heading in that direction. <laughs> it's the hustle, baby. After the first track, I was like, I don't think I'm getting Ultra Light Beam. Right. <laughs> I, was a, I was low key sad. I was upset. Bro, the religion hustle has been around since the dawn of time. Hey, man. It's a good way to manipulate people. It's a good way to get money. Exactly. It's the hustle. This is true. Well, we see what where y'all are standing, and we'll see. We'll see how it goes 
next election cycle, maybe he will run. But here I'm going to talk about something that makes Coop very happy, and Kenton was excited about this too. What? What is the anniversary of something that happened today? Yes, sir. So today, 15 years ago, was the malice in the palace. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson, Ron Artest. Oh, did you notice at the beginning that boy Ben Wallace pushed Ron Artest in that upper chest region and just... Did you see that man's biceps, son? Like... (laughs) But they, <laughs> they were testing the whole game. They had yeah. that crazy playoff series yeah. this year. The Pacers are like, oh, we're the best team in the league now. We're about to do our thing. And you know you always have Reggie Miller to instigate. Oh, of course. No. Pistons coming off that championship. Like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. We beat the Lakers. We beat y'all. We beat the Spurs. Let's go. Next thing you know. That was hilarious, dude. When they ran into the man son, who was a friend of the panda. When Ron Artest just walked up the old dude on the court. <laughs> if you see a 6'9", 265 dude cock his arm back like he going to swing. That's you called, just going to stand there? That's called, that's called flight, fight or flight, and he had freeze. This is, that's what happens when you shelter your kids, everybody. <laughs> that is the moment where fans realize if I try to fight a professional athlete who is to do professional things, it might not end. Who is just miles and miles more athletic than me? It's not gonna end well. It's not gonna end well. Ben Wallace Wallace could probably straight up bench press Shaq. Like straight up at a certain point in time, he could probably. They 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 said Ben Wallace was close to doing five hundred back in the day. Exactly. Wasn't Ben Wallace only like six eight? You see, yeah, you had yeah, him six nine. He was like definitely people, an undersized center. As compared to people like Shaq, with like seven foot, you know what I'm saying? He was like a little bit bigger than Zion. He was, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't, he wasn't as athletic, but he but was like on his own. I don't think people understood prior to that, to that uh, whole entire incident. That Pacers team was nice. Okay. They were, they were cold. I'm talking about. They probably had a chance to win the NBA Finals that Shut year. They, they had a team, bro. Like, bro, they, they, was, nice. they was good, bro. They man. did. They just happened to run into the to the Pistons in their prime, who were the closest thing since the bad boy Pistons we've ever seen. More like they got into a fight with the Pistons. Yeah. There's that too. There's bro, that too. Ron Artest got suspended 86 exactly. games, bro. That was the <laughs> that was <laughs> Yeah, they, <laughs> they didn't. They didn't get to that fight. They for sure would have definitely been in the NBA Finals. Like, it's no, it's no question. He never got it. Never saw, got it. Saw Michael Jordan fall. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, but everybody, type in Malice in the Palace. Y'all gonna see the whole thing. That's a brawl. And if you, you want to know what happened to those teams afterwards, the Pacers just wasn't that good the rest of the year, and the Pistons went off to the NBA Finals bro. and lost it. Bro, so this, oh, no. well, that was 05, right? Yeah. They didn't go to the finals yeah, and lost. That when they beat the Lakers, that was that 03, 04, 04, 05. It was 04. They when they beat the Lakers, it's 04. When they lost to the Spurs, it's 05. No, no, Lakers was 03. It was 03, 04 because Shaq went to the Heat in 04, 05, and they beat the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Then they lost to the Spurs that year, oh, yeah. and then the Heat won the finals 05, 06. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a little off topic, right? But so on NBA 2K, they have all-time teams, and they had the all-time Detroit Pistons team. So on the team, they had like Isaiah Thomas, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace, uh, Tayshawn Prince. That's got to be the grimiest defensive (laughs) team. Uh, What's his name? Bill Lambeer. Joe Dumars, they had all them dudes. The we microwave. About, me, and my, me, me and a couple of my boys were talking about like how many fights for that team. <laughs> how many fights for that team? Bro, that team would have literally been. At least been. twice a week. At least You, twice you a can't week. have Rick Mahorn and Ben Wallace on the court at the, the same time. It would have been like hockey. The only team yes. Like, okay, maybe they could have did well was like the Miami Heat of the late 90s with Alonzo Mourning and that squad. And that older oh, Tim Hardaway. Yeah, yeah they was ready to scrap. Like, they were ready to scrap. They, got, they had them hands. They had them hands. Hey, Fun, fun fact of why I feel lied to by the NBA for my entire life. So you know how they refer to Isaiah Thomas as a smaller guard? My whole life I heard that, and I assumed he's like 5'10", 5'11". I met this man in person, and he might. 
Yeah, I yeah he's about 6'1", 6'2". I was highly pissed. I mean, when you playing Magic Johnson, I mean. Yeah, when you playing Magic Johnson. But it's not the it's the fact that I heard small. And, you know, when we talk about NBA small, especially when it comes to point guards, we think, oh, he's really small. Because it's already the smallest position. Like, when we talk about, oh, he's a small three, like, all right, a small three is still 6'4", 6'5". I mean, a small one to me is still six footed. Now, (laughs) a small six one, a small uh, one now is six foot. But back back then, it was, back then, it was okay for a six foot guy to play the two. My dad played some two in college, and he not my height. That's not the NBA. That's not the NBA. That's not the NBA. Still D1 college. Sorry, Eric, but you're not NBA, man. Please, I'll gladly tell him that. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, Dennis Johnson was about six four. He played point guard for the Celtics, yeah, and then man. and then Magic Johnson was six, six nine. nine. Hold Those on, are we two, all know man. Magic was an anomaly. Guards wasn't no, six nine. Six, six, three. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he was he was playing. He was the smallest one. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is probably a legit. He he's a legit six one, like you said. No, I I'm legit. This which, much bigger than which, him, and, and which the basketball standards that is considered a smaller guard. It just didn't dawn on me they were thinking yeah. they were saying NBA small. So I was you, just thinking now small. Isaiah Thomas, the second one. Like, were you thinking that? No, because I'm not. For one, the second one he didn't get on most people's radar till four or five years ago. I'm think I'm talking all time. Could have been you, Jamal. Hey, maybe, maybe could have been. Coop, I got this section specifically for you, to, just to make you happy because I like seeing you smile. I, I like I, seeing. I, I I don't know what this is doing. I I don't know where we're going with this. Yeah, he does. This could end one or two ways. It's gonna it's gonna end my way. Let's put it that way. What? Oh. Front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in Bmore outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. Is that who I think it is? Big trust. Woo woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Is that is that who I think it is? Was that the introduction to the best player in the NFL? Aaron Donald didn't get an introduction this year. He's not the best player in the NFL. Don't do that. That's the topic for another day. It is best defensive player in the league. Yes. Coop, see, Coop ain't never appreciative of nothing I do. Yes, bro. Thank, thank you for the. Great introduction that Mark Ingram actually gave. That was a dope thing. That, that was one of the greatest introductions I've I'm ever sure heard. I'm salty because, yeah. you know, I'm a Patriots fan. This man here is that Ravens fan. So but, but it's all I good. We respect um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a fool. We're going to do Lamar Jackson. Bro. Exactly. So this is the one time I'm actually cheering for the Cowboys because if they beat y'all, then we are the number one seed. In the AFC, but the crazy part is y'all are going to beat because y'all just play more disciplined ball. Exactly, bar none. Exactly, like that's not gonna happen. But I will say this about the Lamar Jackson thing, man. Like, but we seen stuff like Patrick Mahomes. Like we've seen some things comparable to that. But what we see from Lamar Jackson. Bro, it's, it, it, I it, mean, like maybe Michael Vick. That's like the only other person I can even possibly. Michael Vick has. That's the only time. An NFL quarterback has stepped on the field, and he's been the best athlete on the field. Then Until Le- Mar- Lamar, bro, Jackson. Lamar Jackson might be the fastest person in the NFL. Um, top I, five for sure. I, I'm not too many people beating Tyreek Hill. I was about to say Tyreek Hill's. And even, how far are you running? That's a Ravens fan talking, man. <laughs> and even then, Tyreek Hill. Um, we gonna forget Marquise Goodwin, who's literally an Olympian for hurdles. Exactly. Won ten hurdles though, and he ran a four two seven. Hey man, you've never seen Lamar Jackson run a forty. Did he not he run did. at the combine? Sure no, 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 he didn't. He never. He didn't run on on this pro day or a combine. Really? Is, isn't it crazy to think that they had him as a position of wide receiver? Mm-hmm. No, man. No. And he is of by far the best quarterback crazy, of that class. It's like, it's still like, not even comparable. It's, it's oh, yeah. one of those. <laughs> Imagine, like, this, this is be we were like, bro, if that was a white quarterback and he would have came out for two Heisman years, like a Heisman year in another year where you could have won a Heisman and you graduate. Bro, you about to, it's one about of, to become the number one pick. It's one of those <laughs> moments. Simply, it's one of those moments of disappointed but not surprised.
Hey, shout out to Ozzie Newsom. That was his last gift to the Baltimore Ravens before he left. And it's not a surprise that Ozzie Newsom, one of the few black GMs, actually saw him as a quarterback. And then what did he do also in that first round? Drafted the best tight end that was in that draft as well. Shout out to my boy Andrews. I'm glad you said in that draft because if you would have said in the NFL, no, we, no, 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 we, no, we, no, we would have no. had some some major issues. Here. I still say Travis Kelsey right now. Kelsey's definitely number one. Him and him and Little, him and it's Little, just, him and George Kittle. I mean, yeah, Kittle, Kittle, Little, one of them. Shoot. Shit, I understand. Kittle's a better blocker, but Kelsey's the better athlete. Kelsey oh, yeah. is essentially he he's kind of got Gronk syndrome, not Gronk, uh, Jimmy Graham syndrome. Honestly, he, not not to like. Obviously not talking about what happened off the field, but if we're talking on the field and Hernandez, the, what he was on the field, that is pretty comparable to what Travis Kelsey Yeah. Right es- essentially, yeah. Like Aaron Hernandez at one point he was better than Gronk. Straight up. Because like, he, he was an athlete. Like Aaron Hernandez was he got Gronk before Gronk really hit his stride and was in his prime. No, nah, they were both Roughly around the same age. I feel like literally the age. reason why Gronk was what he was is because we did not have it. Age and development are two different things, though. Yeah, that's true. But I'm that's saying, true. Like, if you take, take it away Aaron Hernandez, you're the other tight end, you're probably going to become the number one tight end. I, I think the best thing that came for him is what made them so deadly together is Gronk is essentially another damn left tackle on the field. Yeah. He can block any D lineman. And then Hernandez is a super athlete. And you know what? Sometimes it takes a little time for you have athleticism, but you don't really know how to use it. That's what NFL development essentially yeah. is. And it took Gronk a little longer than Aaron Hernandez, but when he got it, he got it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, Gronk was definitely still the like one, you know, the number one go-to option as far as like a third down or a touchdown. But when it comes down to like all the yards in between on that, or the first and second down, or the big play, big play, you mm-hmm. go to Aaron. Hernandez. That's that's how they like the two tight end. The two tight end system was literally unguarded. That was dope. Yeah, that was beautiful. Especially when one tight end is only a semi tight end. Yeah, exactly. it's really a pseudo receiver. Like one's a pseudo receiver and the other was a pseudo tackle. Like man, you're you got you got something going, but you know it I is feel what it is what happened. But I mean, Travis Kelsey is very comparable to Aaron Hernandez. You can see that, like man, if they could just get if Travis if, if Tyreek Hill can just stay healthy. Yeah, bro, it's it's crazy, and that's kind of one of the faults you have with being that fast. When you're that fast, a lot of guy, a lot of speed guys have hamstring problems or quad problems. Yeah, you get you get kind of little nicked, little nicked soft tissue injuries, and then you're not as as bulky in stature. So when he messed up like his collarbone. It, there's not a that's lot. That's like a little dude injury. There's no, no way it happened, too, yeah. bro. I don't want to say that, right, but that, like that's true, that's true. guys like bro. Tavon Austin, yeah, they have issues Tavon like Austin's that. always hurt. Yeah, yeah because he's got a smaller front, and he makes eleven million dollars a year. Hey, get your money, I, yo. Yeah. NFL don't give it easy. Get your money. Hey, look, the NFL stands for not for long. Take it as long as you can get it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, but. but Ravens, yeah, they they probably are the number one Super Bowl like contender. In like like I'm talking about right now, we are yeah. poised to win, and um, and not even just now. Yeah, like like, like for yeah, they we, we can keep going. I just hope in the off season, I'm interested to see what we do with Peters and we do with Judon, but. Definitely, definitely, no, we're keeping Judon. We're so, keeping Judon. So bro. obviously. You you have your favorite for the AFC, which is obviously your Ravens. Your favorite in the AFC is obviously your Patriots. Who's your NFC favorite? Uh, I would have to say the Seahawks are the m- most battle tested. Reed, I gotta give it to the Packers. That's what I was about to say. If, if I if, if I had to be one hundred percent honest, if I was like going to say if nothing was working. For the Seahawks, and nothing was working for the Packers. In all fair, in all fairness, I'm probably going to bet on Aaron Rodgers still until Russell Wilson beats him in that situation. So, could you could would this make sense? Whoever has that number one seed in the NFC is probably going to win the NFC. But that's going to be part of the 49ers. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't necessarily agree with the if seeding really matters in these playoffs this time. I mean, I feel, I feel it. I, Lambo. I beg to differ because I do not want to go. To, see, the state of Washington isn't warm per se this time of year, but I'll take that over Wisconsin in January, December. You're not beating 
Yeah. Aaron Rodgers that's, that's in December I'm or not, January. I'm not going to Lambeau they, in December, or January. I, I believe they play each other this year, so that yeah. that, that would determine their like who who has the higher seed in that. And hopefully, if you're the Packers, you really want to get home for the advantage of the whole thing. I mean, it's 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 pre, it's a toss up between three to four teams in the NFC, but in the AFC, it's clear cut two distinct yeah, yeah, teams that are head two. and shoulders above the AFC. The Two of those teams are in the same division, like the Seahawks and the 49ers, and the 49ers. which I'm not sold on the 49ers when push comes to shove. No, they, they got to go to Green Bay, Man, especially if they got to go to Green Bay. Oh, Jimmy G is going to be seeing ghosts. That's if you if the 49ers get down 14, you win because yeah. you, you can't trust Jimmy G to throw you out of it. 49ers yeah. are going to get bumped out first game, I think. Yeah, yeah. But plus when it gets real cold, say if you got to go to Lambeau, that pass rush isn't as effective. And that's the main thing driving your team. I will say this. Everybody wouldn't mind if the Saints got it. <laughs> no. That's a, that's a dumb stadium. You cool with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, oh, we, oh, we got to go. Oh, we got to go to New Orleans? We going we <laughs> playing indoors? No snow? No rain? Oh, wait, it's a fair game. Yeah, we don't got the crowd, but most of the time that doesn't matter. Anyway. I mean, you ain't got to. Hey, <laughs> we can go shirtless in this thing. Okay. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look, I don't, I don't buy crowd noise as a huge factor, especially if you're a pro athlete, you should be used to it by now. Unless it's like a ridiculous noise level, like the Seahawks Stadium. And the only reason why it has nothing to do with your concentration, it has to do with communication. And that's what yeah. I mean. That's why I said as much I give, I definitely give you some fault because communication is hard and it's yeah. not college. You don't have signs up. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's not going to happen. But for the most part, home field advantage is just meh. It's just can you get out of the elements? Can you get in the elements? Are you, are you most comfortable at your home field? Yeah, that's that's true for the most part. But it, I would I will say it, it can matter depending on who you are and where you play. Because like the Packers is a situation where it's like Lambo is definitely home field advantage. The Bears, like I mean, nobody uh, else really is used to playing, playing in a frozen time. <laughs> like there's cold. Like that's half your games, man. <laughs> like there's cold, and then there's damn. Yeah, like that's yeah. That's, that's one two games maybe. Only only thing that you could compete with it is Chicago Bears. Yeah. Because even the Minnesota has a dome. Exactly. <laughs> because like, they know what the weather is like. I ain't AFC stupid. Things, you know what I mean? Like that's the AFC side has a lot more teams that can compare to that. Like a lot more. T- the Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. That, that whole division just plays. That, that whole essentially is cold. Yeah, like a lot of teams. Buffalo Bills, like a lot of teams play in the cold. That's I didn't even think about that till now. Buff- Buffalo is pretty pretty similar to Lambeau. Yeah, I think Buffalo it's, is colder than Lambeau, bro. Like, is it? Yeah, like it, you know what? <laughs> Buffalo is closer to Canada. It's by Niagara Falls, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Why yeah so that's Buffalo why I figured. Because yeah, because it's upstate. It's I know upstate it's upstate because you just don't think when you hear Buffalo, you don't your mind doesn't automatically go. It's by Canada, ain't it? Yeah, it's by Canada, bro. That's what I thought. It's like, yeah, man, you know, Buffalo is, is cold. So that would be a tough one to play in. But that's the reason why the AFC playoffs, they don't really – the AFC playoffs doesn't matter as much about home foot advantage for that reason, though, because it's like a lot of teams play in the cold. So, I mean, yeah, we can go we can go to Baltimore and win that. We can go to Buffalo and win that. But the NFC is like – Yeah, because really, really the only team it would affect in the playoffs is if, like – Let's let's see like the Raiders get like that last seed and they gotta go somewhere and play. That's the only team because you look Kansas City, Baltimore, uh, Pittsburgh, um, New England, Indianapolis, Bills, Bills. They play in the dome. They play in the dome. Bills. I mean, we look at those those top teams, yeah. But if you get a team like Oakland or the Lions play in the dome too, yeah, they 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 start having trouble. Oh yeah, hey. Might win that division, straight up. They, they might. Low key, they're they, probably they going to win the division. The, the Chiefs' point. defense is too, too iffy, too questionable. Man, how crazy would it be if the Chiefs missed the playoffs this year? After all that hype and after so all that talent, back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. Mm. In the face of the NFL. And I wouldn't even really pin it too much on that injury that he had. Like, no. don't be wrong, that hurt. That, that hurt. That Lions game opened but my there, eyes. There are though. too many weapons to not take care of it. Yeah. Hey, it's, we all know the Chiefs' number one issue is that they score fast, which means that you got your defense out there a lot. But it's the Andy Reid. It's the Andy Reid offense. I think no, it's not Andy Reid because the Eagles of the 2000s was not like that. This is 
this is that was a wait wait system. that was a whole different. Their defense had some ballers yeah, though. This is fitting your system to fit. I think they're really missing Kareem Hunt right now. They are. Really yeah, they have an inconsistent run game and Shady McCoy. No. You gotta be able to slow the game down, man. But you know what it's time for? Coop, it's your favorite time. Freestyle Tuesdays. Freestyle yeah. Tuesday. Reed, right, you, you're still welcome to hop on the freestyle. I'll pass for right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, Reed. Don't do it. It's hey, a trap. <laughs> why would it be a trap? Okay. We, we <laughs> want to know if you got bars. I don't. <laughs> Neither do I. Neither hey, do I. Hey, D1 Ignite Universe, we finna drop a uh, Wu Tang type out. <laughs> Have like eight different people on there and we'll every one. song. But as usual, I did not tell Coop what instrumentals we going he never over. Never tells me the instrumentals. And Ever. then these are like instrumentals that you got a right to. That's the point. Bruh. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Let's go. Okay. It was funny when uh when Timberland first played Jay Z the beat. Jay Z was like, okay, okay. If you feeling that you ignorant, go and brush your shoulders <laughs> off. Ladies, it's ignorant too. Go and brush your shoulders off. She play a hating baby. Don't forget what that girl taught you. Get that dirt off your shoulder. I'm coming back in the yard. I'm coming back through the epic. I got the water park sitting in front. Back in it's hectic. And it's cold outside. But the winter is frozen. Sunday, I dropped the top. Today, it's a frozen tundra. But it's not because it's feeling a little better now. And I'm coming back through like the Dred Scott case. But that didn't make no sense pocket full of mace and all the girls out here please keep that mace keep a gun in the car and if a white van pull up get the bussin' on them but they might have bulletproof doors so keep the extra on you keep the tommy clip gun with the frisbee on it and we going and we flowing uh and if you pimp too go on brush your shoulders off because that pimping is gonna get you going up in jail and if you a pimp and in jail and they find out you a pimp they gonna pimp you in jail little homie that's what's it a uh, jamal go <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, newbie, I'm, I'm not going after that. <laughs> what? It, bro, I'm just coming off the dome, bro. Put, put your headphones back on. We, 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 I, I, you, start, you start off first. You start I'll, off I'll first. start off with Lord. Uh. That camera on? Okay. You like camera on here. Hey, Dipset. Hey, hey please, on, on Twitter. Dipset versus G Unit. He wins <laughs> on Twitter. Tag gets in there. Hey, this song is called Hey Mom. I'm yelling, Hey Mom. I roll up to the crib, then I'm yelling, Hey Mom. But she in the way, she in the driveway. She won't let me go. I just don't want to stay. I'm trying to keep going, trying to get this bread. Heading to the grocery store, getting a little. <clears throat> I couldn't say that, mine, because you know that it's PG 13, and I ain't talking Paul George. Shout out to the Clippers, that low management man. I guess it's not the way things plan. Kawhi still going, he's still gonna get the ring, and George. Too, Cause the man is insane The best team in LA In case you didn't know Thanos James He told him gotta go He got the ring And he stole it from him Wow I guess he didn't know The Warriors had to go down Had to go down Cause the man never stops He's an android too Avatar Wow I guess he don't know I guess you gotta tell him Coop go ahead Show him What you tell him First of all You gonna talk about Thanos James When knowing damn well He was better than your boy D-Wade And since you going in On Thanos James Best in the city Best to ever put on the lace And best to dribble the ball But I'm gonna see How it goes Kawhi Leonard beat them They wouldn't even At full strength It took a torn ACL And a torn Achilles For to Kawhi To even do it But see I'ma keep going, keep flowing. We got Jared Dudley on the screen, knowing he in the D League. <laughs> Shout out to Mo Bamba, cause I don't even know where he at, but the songs still go hard. And you keep going, keep disrespecting. 27, 7 and 7, keep wrecking. He got now 25, 10 and 12. And you keep going back, I'ma send you to jail. Actually for talking that mess. God dang it. <laughs> I was finna start cussing, but I don't know. Yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have gotten to that point. Come out of nowhere with the LeBron diss record. <laughs> we have gotten to that point. Uh, fellas, 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 final thoughts, final thoughts. We're going to go in a different order. Turk! 
stay safe out there. That's all I'm going to say. But now on the series, you know, uh, guys, if you have any problems or issues you're going through, make sure to always communicate with your friends, family, always talk about your issues. Ken? All I got to say is check out this show called The Mandalorian. If you haven't watched it, you might want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus plug. You know, I'm Reed. Just happy to be here. And keep it fresh out there, y'all. <laughs> I feel we should make a t-shirt that says Reed I'm just happy to be here <laughs> That would sell We really do uh, But yeah Final thoughts um, I've actually been watching American Gods on Stars. That series is epic So everybody check out American Gods On uh, the Stars, And also check out Tory Lane's new interview He said he doesn't buy anything from women Who can't afford it themselves <laughs> Fellas Stay strong Lord, we're not going to talk about my relationship with Tory Lanez. That's for next episode. Just know it's not a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just here to tell you no one is in your way but you. The only person you need to worry about is in the mirror staring back. If you want want something, go get it. Nothing's going to stop you but you. But once again, thank you for joining in and tuning in and listening to the one and only D1 Ignite University podcast. We love you, keep learning, keep loving, keep living, and as usual, we out.